This idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you, you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. Should be happy that you even witnessed that. Or maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan. Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now, so if you have four rings, sure, you talk a lot more. For All-Stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive player of the year? You for damn sure would talk more. Two Olympic gold medals? You definitely would be talking because that would mean you, you beat Team USA and we all know how that goes. So If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. You run around talking about a dynasty. The dynasty starts after you, not with you. I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. I'm not sure your teammates like you. Because it ain't happening right now, champ. Ah, you're not a champ. who tweeted strength and numbers after they beat us in the regular season, and it pissed me off so much. I can't wait to retweet that thing. Freaking bum. That, I had to watch that. I'm just like, this freaking cloud. Okay. 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 Sorry. That memory just popped up. You're going to mock us? Like, you ain't ever been there before, bro. We've been there. We know what it takes. So to be here again, hold that. Like, I've been smooth for so long, I'm trying to get rough Fuck buffing my nails, dog. I'm trying to get buff Fuck shaping my beard up, I'm liking the scruff And fuck the hills, cause I'm living my life in the cut Can't imagine that I'm gonna meet my wife in the club We gonna see though, I feel like she more of a CEO Or maybe she doing volunteer work in Rio It's not like I need her, but I would love to meet her Another day, another dollar, another phone with another feature I don't play goalie, but I'm my brother's keeper Surrounded by family, I'm not with other people they say I got my pop's demeanor and mother's features. The garden's still private as ever. The gang thriving together. Your boy's striving to be the most dominant ever. The hardest white boy since the one who rapped about vomiting sweaters and hold the comments. Cause I promise you I'm honestly better than whoever came to your head right there. They ain't cut from the same thread like him. They don't study doing work to get ahead like him. They don't toss and turn in the fucking bed like him. Cause they don't love it. 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 They don't. 
Yo, 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 what the fuck is the deal? This your boy, King Known Uncensored. Up late as fuck, but it's up and it's stuck. Yeah, man. It's a new episode. You know what I'm going to call this one? You're fired. <laughs> like Donald Trump used to say, you're fired. Man. This has got to be embarrassing. This has got to be hella embarrassing to get that call. And, uh, and and I bet you, I bet you they didn't even call this nigga either and tell him he was fired, though. Oh, boy. So, the Memphis Grizzlies have informed pending free agent Dylan Brooks that he will not be brought back under any circumstances. This is per Sham Sharania. He's pretty much 99% accurate. Wow. It's all I got to say. According to people that are in the Memphis Grizzlies organization, right? This is what happened, right? So... They're saying that they're trying to change their culture. They're trying to change their culture from and try they're trying to get away from the trash talking culture here. And they're basically saying it starts with getting rid of you. And let me tell you something, man. Draymond's words reign true. That's all I got for that one. But I'm saying though, like. So my thoughts on this is very simple. I had told you motherfuckers that Dylan Brooks was the main reason why they lost that series against the Lakers. And I don't think my thoughts and opinions have changed on that. Um, he is one of the worst volume shooters in the league. Let's take a look at how many shots did Dylan Brooks attempt per game this year. Because I know it was a lot. Let's bring up basketball reference here. I like to pull receipts out. Well, it seems like he was attempting 14 shots a game. That's not too bad. The shot attempts actually went down during the playoffs. But it seems like every time that he would try to attempt a shot, it would hit a lot of air. More air than an airplane. I'm just saying, like, Dylan Brooks this year was atrocious. He was so much better. I wonder what happened to Virgil. I guess Virgil did what the... uh, Rapper that made Virgil did. (laughs) Fell off and snitched. But Dylan Brooks came into the series talking cash shit. Now, all of you know, I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan at all. But when you want to talk about a guy that's a four-time champion, that's accomplished like he is... And this is the same thing that Clay that Clay and Draymond said about him. Like, you're talking about guys that are already established. 
He's talking about he pokes bears and, you know, Kendrick Perkins poured the honey on him paws, you know, and I'm just sitting there just like, okay, man, I hear you talking, but are you going to back it up? Not only did he not back it up, you can't see me, dog, nigga, you see before. And the Grizzlies organization saw that you was a CB4-ass nigga. And an embarrassment to the NBA. And an embarrassment to the great trash talkers of the past. And you know what's funny? Dylan Brooks was actually offered an extension by the Grizzlies earlier this season. Guess what Dylan Brooks did, y'all? He turned it down. He turned down an extension. That could have got him paid. Now, the actual amount has not been, you know, put out there. But, mm, man, terrible. This dude is a clown. I hope he does not make an NBA roster next year. I hope the worst for this guy because he messed up what could have potentially been an interesting playoff run for the Grizzlies single-handedly. As I said last show, Ja and Bane need better teammates. But anyway, moving on. Oh yeah, a lot of people on social media not necessarily columnist in anything. A lot of people think that LeBron James has something to do with the Grizzlies organization turning their back on Dylan Brooks. Now, however, I do believe that LeBron has the power to do this. But I don't think LeBron is the culprit here. I think Dylan Brooks' ignorance, arrogance, foolishness, acts without backing it up, his poor shooting, all and him... I think him turning down that extension on top of all that was like the last straw for the Grizzlies organization. It's just like, little nigga, we offered you money. But but um, what I believe the Grizzlies should do moving forward is to basically give Dylan Brooks' job to David Roddy. And Zaire Williams should come back next year. He was hurt. Jake LaRavia should come back. He was hurt. And then give Kenny Lofton Jr. more minutes. I think the Grizzlies will be okay next year. I think they have a foundation for their rotation. But I still think they need like a Jordan Poole prototype. Another guy that can get you 20 with ease. Because John Bain can't do it alone. And I feel like they got to get rid of Jaron Jackson as well. You know, he's the defensive player of the year. And, you know, I already talked about them, you know, bringing back Brandon Clark next year and trading Steven Adams. I think trading Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. could net them that player I'm talking about. I've been saying that they should get Carl Anthony Towns. I know Carl Anthony Towns is soft and wet, paws, but... I think that his 20-point scoring could help Memphis. That's all I'm saying, just from a scoring standpoint. Jamie Foxx, man. So, there was a tweet or uh, Instagram post, right, 
from uh, Radio Personality and uh, Philly God, Charlie Mack. And it had him like posting something about Jamie. And it was pretty disturbing because of the fact that we had heard that um, from Nick Cannon that Jamie was up and uh, almost himself again. You know, he was posted up. Uh, he made a post. I'm not going to read it all, but he's just, he said, we need you back, bro. Like, so that means that he is not a hundred percent. He might not even be 50. He's probably unconscious right now. This is a person that obviously knows him to put that information out there. But, um, yeah, man, my prayers still go out to Jamie. And a lot of sources are saying he's not doing that great. We just hope he pulls through from whatever it is that he's going through. There is also a rumor. When I say rumor, it's only 50% true. It's half true, half not, but... It's a rumor that Kawhi has stopped communicating with his teammates mates and coaches. And this is per an NBA insider that decided to be anonymous. If this is true, wow, it's all I got to say. He got some nerve. I feel bad for him. Like his, you know, because he had like a torn meniscus, but... He'll make a full recovery from it. And he'll be ready by the beginning of next season. But do I think the Clippers should trade Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and get whatever the fuck they need for them? Absolutely. That's 10 players, two first-round picks right there between the both of them. And as long as they don't have to trade anybody else and keep Russell Westbrook and all those other guys, I'm all for it. But moving on. Joel Embiid wins the 2023 NBA MVP award. It and in the great words of LeBron James, it's about damn time. I'm going to be honest with y'all. A lot of y'all not going to like this, but I don't give a fuck. I feel like Joel Embiid should have three straight MVPs. Here's why. I believe the year was what? 2021? I believe this is the year that the Sixers had the number one seed. And they had just lost Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, and all he had was bum-ass Ben Simmons. I think he had a rookie, Maxi that year. 
Harris was still there. Solid team, but not an amazing team. And, you know, they became the one seed. Right? Now, yes, they lost to it the, the Atlanta Hawks in the second round of the playoffs in seven games. I get it. That was a horrible loss and an embarrassment. But I feel like that blame goes to Ben Simmons. But what does the playoffs have to do with the regular season? A lot of people said that Embiid didn't play enough games. I felt like in 2021 and 2022, he played enough games to be given the MVP award. Because I remember Bill Walton, and I think it was Bill Walton, I think he played like under 60 games and he got the MVP. If I'm not mistaken, that's who the player was. But for the Philadelphia 76ers to be the number one seed and for MB to have the numbers, he got robbed in 2021. 2022, same thing. Um, I believe that Philly was a three seed in a tough Eastern Conference that year. I believe Jokic was a six seed in a... Horrible Western Conference that year. The Western Conference in 2022 was weak. In my opinion. As compared to a more competitive Western Conference. I mean, competitive Eastern Conference, I should say. And Denver was sixth. Their record versus the West wasn't that great. Jokic's numbers are fire. Don't get it twangled or twisted. I'm not trying to disrespect Nikola Jokic in the season that he had. I'm just making a case for MB the last two seasons. Some method to my madness. And I just felt like MB's team was better. And I felt like he should have got it last year as well. But this year, I'm glad he got it. I seen his reaction. You know, he was very emotional about it because he had been getting fucked over for quite a while. It's about fucking time. I mean, he's currently out with an injury right now. But congrats to Joel B. Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine says that he's dropping his new album on May the 5th. Awesome. Good for music. I can't wait to hear it. The Griselda rapper has been dropping projects like Crack in Harlem. And he's got a single out currently right now. Um, his new album is going to be called uh, Won't He Do It? And it's scheduled for May 5th, allegedly. But we'll see. I can't wait if that is actually true. Because that's Friday and I just realized that. God damn. 
I hope he doesn't push it back. Now, before we get to all these games, I'm going to go down the list, man, because I feel like there are a lot of current coaches in the NBA. And my thoughts on this is a lot of niggas in the NBA cannot coach. I'll just go down alphabetically muscle memory, right? Atlanta Hawks, Quinn Snyder, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Quinn Snyder can coach. It was the reason why the Utah Jazz fired him because he had the talent to get to maybe a conference finals, maybe even the finals, and he was unable to get them over the hump. He's only in Atlanta because Trey Young likes him. Joe Mazzula, the jury's still out on that guy. He's a first-year coach with a lot of pressure to coach a championship-level team. And I'm going to be honest with you. After last night's game, I don't think that dude can coach. I'm sorry. It's like when the coach stole Coach Klein's book in The Water Boy and just started using his plays and shit to win state, uh, state titles and shit. That's what Joe Mazzula reminds me of. He took MAU Doka's book and is just using it. Jock Vaughn, Brooklyn Nets. Jock Vaughn can coach. I'll give him his props. Jock Vaughn can coach. I'll give him his. I'll give him his. Charlotte. Wasn't Steve Clifford the coach of Charlotte? That motherfucker can't coach for damn for worth a damn. Wait, who's the Charlotte Hornets coach? If it's not him, then. Yeah, it's Steve Clifford. He can't coach. The nigga ass, son. Straight ass. Like, back that ass up. Ass. Chicago, Billy Donovan. Trash. Arguably one of the five worst coaches in the NBA. He's a college head, head coach. He's nothing more. He'd be a great championship college head coach. He's proven. He's won back-to-back championships in college. I think he should go back to college. Because this NBA shit is just not for you. How the fuck you have DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic and not win a playoff series? He needs his ass whooped. Bottom line. Cleveland Cavaliers, J.B. Bickerstaff. I say he's mid. I think he's a mid-pack. That's just my personal thoughts on that. I think Buddy is a mid-pack. That's all I can say. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not any good either. Jason Kidd. I've lost a lot of respect for Jason Kidd as a head coach, especially after last year's disastrous season. I definitely have to put him in the middle of the pack, middle or the end, as far as best coaches in the league. Middle to end. Denver, Mike Malone. Mike Malone is up and down, 
But I say yes, he can coach a little bit. Just a little bit. Detroit. Dwayne Casey, he was ass. I'm glad he's gone. Detroit doesn't currently have a head coach right now. So I hope and pray that they hire somebody that can fucking coach. Obviously, Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors can coach. Um, That's obvious. He can coach. He's definitely among top 10. Maybe outside of top 10. Best coaches in the league. He's in that conversation somewhere. Houston Rockets, MAU Doka, you fucking right he could coach. That motherfucker is nice. He arguably might be a top 10 coach in the league. Indiana. Who the... F- Ain't Carlisle the coach in Indiana now? Yeah, Carlisle's a great coach. He might be a Hall of Fame coach, to be honest. I know he never won a champion. Well, actually, you know what? I take that back. He did win a championship 2011. He was a coach of a team that pulled off one of the best upsets in history. He definitely should be considered for Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Yeah, he up there. I don't know how high, though. LA Clippers, Taiwan Lu. Yes, he can coach. But sometimes he has a lot of lapses. Unnecessary lapses. He kind of panics a little bit sometimes. But I think T. Lou nice though. Darvin Ham. I mean the jury may the jury may still be out. But I think he's doing a hell of a job in LA. He's he's pretty good. Not bad for a rookie coach. He's doing exactly what uh MAU Doka did last year. It's giving MAU Doka vibes. But I can't put him among the top 10 best coaches, but I can put him right in the fucking middle. Taylor Jenkins, Memphis Grizzlies, can't coach. Sorry. I say he's towards the end of the pack. Definitely an overrated head coach. I think it's just because of Ja and Bain. As to why they've gotten that far. Not Taylor Jenkins' IQ, coaching style, or his scheme, or his system. I just think that that motherfucker is there. Eric Spolstra, I'm going to be honest with you. Miami Heat coach, he might be the best coach in the league. Definitely top five. Spo, you know, got a bad rap because, you know... He got the whole, he only won because of he had LeBron James, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh thing. But he's been to the finals without those three and has been consistent. And, um, you know. Great coach. Milwaukee Bucks coach Mike Bullenhoser can't coach. I don't give a fuck if he does have a championship ring. That motherfucker cannot coach. And he lets a lot of people out coach him too. And that's the fucking killer to me. Minnesota coach Chris Finch. He's probably the worst coach in the league. Next to Steve Clifford. (laughs) That dude is fucking trash. 
Like, Minnesota should have been, like, out of a round at least by now. I think they need a coach with more experience. Chris Finch don't have no experience. Look at that motherfucker's resume. It's trash. He's a G League head coach that became a regular head coach. Out of the blue. Who the fuck is Chris Finch? Seriously, fuck out of here. Willie Green, New Orleans. Oh, yeah, that man can coach. That brother can coach. Hands down. Tom Thibodeau, New York Knicks. He's good. He's a good coach. He's not a great coach. I I think Tom Thibodeau, I'm going to be honest with y'all, is a little bit overrated as a head coach. I think he's a little bit overrated, Joe. But he's still a solid-ass coach, though. Mark Danigal, OKC, he's doing a pretty good job right now. But the jury is still out on whether he could coach right now. Uh, Jamal Mosley, Orlando Magic. Oh, that motherfucker can coach. Cole, he nice with it. I think that core is going to grow. Philadelphia 76ers, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is the biggest mid-pack in NBA history. Like, if you put him in, in, in coach history, you would put him right in the fucking middle. Maybe one spot down from the middle. Like, Doc Rivers is inconsistent as hell as a coach. Like, he has good moments and he has ass moments. He only won... I'm, he's Now, he's the coach you could say he only won because of KG, Ray, and Paul. And that's it. Monty Williams... Phoenix head coach. It's not looking too good for Buddy right now. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that he's a mediocre coach, but I think he's a mid-pack too. Chauncey Billups, I mean, I say mid-pack as well. I say he's in the middle. I like Chauncey. I think Chauncey can coach a little bit. But he's gotta be in a, you know. A situation where his coaching is put to the test. Sacramento Kings, Mike Brown, he was the coach of the year. The fuck you think? Mike Brown might be a top three coach in the league, dog. Not even going to hold you. Straight like that. Greg Popovich, I mean, obviously. Maybe top, maybe number 10, 10 as of 2023, but Hall of Fame, he's a Hall of Fame head coach. Toronto, Nick Nurse, former coach, he's all right. I should do a top 30 coaches show. This should be the preview. Utah Jazz, uh, what's his name? Will, ah, shit. Will Hardy, the former Celtics assistant. Oh, he cold. I like his coaching style. Washington Wizards, Wes Unsell Jr., he can't coach. Sorry, not sorry. That dude can't coach. Now, let's move on. All right. Where were we as far as the basketball games are concerned here?
Let's talk Monday. As the Boston Celtics get upset at home by the Philadelphia 76ers. 119 to 115 as Philly takes a 1-0 lead over Boston. James Harden. This was a masterpiece, masterclass performance. This is probably the best playoff game I've seen Harden play. Hands down. This dude had 45 points. This dude was slicing and dicing. He looked like Houston Harden. He was just nothing short of incredible in this game. Tobias Harris had 18 points. Tyrese Maxey had 26 points. And this is what I mean by Joe Mazzula. The jury is still out. Like the last minute decision making by Boston cost them this game. DeAndre Melton had 17 off the bench. Despite a 39.11 rebound, five assist performance by Jason Tatum. The Sixers won still. Jalen Brown had 23 points. Marcus Smart had 12 points. Malcolm Brogdon had 20 points off the bench. But had no production from anyone else. But as close as that game was, Boston should have really won. The momentum was tilting their direction, but James Harden and Tyrese Maxey just was a little bit too much for them in game one. Boston definitely has to regroup and take a a one-one tie here back to Philly. Now they were without Joel Embiid, the MVP of the league. Could only imagine if Embiid actually played. And uh, Embiid is probably going to miss Game Two. With that injury, yeah, just a very unfortunate loss by the uh, Boston Celtics. Okay, now the Denver Nuggets take a 2-0 lead and protect home court over the Phoenix Suns as the Denver Nuggets defeated the Phoenix Suns 97-87. Wow, is all I got to say on that. I mean, despite... A 35-point performance from Devin Booker. It just wasn't enough. And uh, me and my whole timeline was just clowning DeAndre Ayton on how Jokic was just punking him. And Kenny Smith, stop having sympathy for these weak-ass niggas. I have to talk to Kenny Smith straight up. Like a man. Because, you know, he tried to make excuses... For Aiton getting his ass whooped by saying, oh man, you know, Kevin Durant is killing uh Michael Porter Jr. He had this, this, this. Nah, 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 nigga. Nah, nigga. We not letting Aiton get away with this. Aiton is probably the worst number one overall pick of all time. Next to Anthony Bennett. Like this dude had 14 points. Yeah, that's cute and all, but you're getting killed. I thought Aiton and Joker were going to go back and forth. 
but that wasn't the case. Kevin Durant, 24 points, but however, he shot horrible. This is one of the worst games I've seen Kevin Durant play. This is that game six Golden State Kevin Durant when he was on OKC performance. Two of 12 from three. Two turnovers. That's fine, but I think Kevin Durant is now human. Teams have figured him out. They've studied his game. They know that two dribble pull up. I think Kevin Durant has to switch his game up. And post up a little bit more and stop dribbling because when he does dribble, he loses control of the ball and the other team steals the ball away from him. But Devin Booker, man, this nigga cry more than Kimberly Elise. This nigga was, this nigga be bitching way too much for my liking. Now, Phoenix is not necessarily out the woods, but an injury occurred. And uh, Chris Paul strained his groin in the game as Chris Paul, here we go again. Chris Paul always getting injured in the playoffs, man. I don't know what it is. He's been doing that shit since he was young. So don't be surprised if things stay the same. They rarely ever change Chris Paul is expected to miss games 3 and 4 but is listed as day to day and will be reevaluated in a week so it's possible that they have to go back to Phoenix without Chris Paul and they need Chris Paul bad and I feel like Phoenix is going to play a whole lot better and so will their world players I'm still going to stick with my pick. Phoenix is seven, but it's not going to be easy. Let's move on to the Denver side of things. Nikola Jokic, 39, 16, and five on DeAndre Ayton's head. This is what I'm talking about. This was flat out prison domination here. Pause. As Aaron Gordon had 16 points. Contavious Caldwell Pope had 14 points. Jamal Murray only had 10 points and shot 3 of 15. And they still won. Phoenix might be in trouble. Especially if Denver steals one of their home games. And this next game for Phoenix is a must win. And Devin Booker and Chris Paul, I mean, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have a lot to prove. And KD still hasn't won a championship without Golden State. And Kevin Durant put himself in the perfect position with the perfect team. Because if the Suns don't go to the finals, then what? You know what I'm saying? Got to be disappointed in the uh, Phoenix Suns performance so far. Let's move on to today's games as the, uh, well, yeah, before we move on to that, right? Question, is Kevin Durant and Chris Paul washed up? I think Chris Paul is washed up, but Kevin Durant is knocking on that door because 
You know, for a long time, Kevin Durant was unstoppable. He was unguardable. He was a 6'11 player with guard skills and had a release that could not be blocked. Now motherfuckers is blocking that release. It's kind of like LeBron James when he got old. When he didn't have the same lift, still explosive, still in shape. KD is still the same as well, but... He ain't gonna, he's not gonna have it all the time. I don't think KD is washed, but I definitely think that KD is underachieving. That's all I'm gonna put it. Now let's move on to Knicks and the Heat. As the New York Knicks tie the series one to one as Julius Randle randomly returned. But the Heat was hanging with them without their star player, Jimmy Butler. That's crazy. Like, I have a feeling that Miami could take one of those games. I think Miami put themselves in a good position. They could take both their games in Miami. Especially if Butler comes back. Because after game one, as I said before... He sprained his ankle and they said his ankle swole up to the size of a, you know, a a grapefruit. So we kind of knew that he was going to miss game two, hearing that news. But the New York Knicks defeated the Miami Heat 111 to 105. Gabe Vincent was huge in this game, 21 points. Max Drew, 17 points. Bam Adebayo, Bayo, 15 points. Caleb Martin, 22 points. The Heat role players held it down, but the Knicks having most of their star players help them. Let's move over to the Knicks side of things as R.J. Barrett had 24 points. Julius Randle in his return had 25 points. 12 rebounds and 8 assists. That's an amazing performance. Josh Hart almost had a triple-double as well with 14 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists. Didn't get much output from their bench, but it did not matter. As the Knicks took back their home court, but however, Miami Heat Still own their home court until the Knicks win a game on the Heat home floor. Let's move on to the last game of the night. This was the best game of the night, obviously. This was must-see TV as the Los Angeles Lakers steal home court from the Golden State Warriors 117-112. to 112, As this was a classic shootout at the OK Corral. Anthony Davis, man, this dude... Healthy is a top five player, maybe the number one player in the world. He had 30 points, 23 rebounds, five assists on 11 of 19 shooting. This is one of the better playoff performances that I've ever seen. Um, LeBron James, 22 points, 11 rebounds, nine of 24 from the field, one of eight from three. Didn't shoot particularly well, but the Lakers still got the win. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was a big story here. He hit, hit a lot of dagger shots throughout the early fourth quarter and the early third quarter. 
D'Angelo Russell is like what I guess LeBron wanted Kyrie Irving to be in L.A., but the Lakers no longer are interested in Kyrie Irving because of Russell's performance. Dennis Schroeder had 19 points off the bench. Crazy. Golden State, despite getting 21 points from Jordan Poole, 27 points from Chef Curry, uh, 25 points from Klay Thompson, and 10 points, 23 rebounds, and 5 assists from Kevon Looney. Looney continues to stuff the stat sheet. So you, you mean to tell me that two guys had 23 rebounds? That was the equivalent of a Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain performance right there. Andrew Wiggins even had his usual 15, and it still didn't help to conceal the win. What are my thoughts about this? I think that the Lakers were getting to the line a lot. I think the refs were calling in favor of the Lakers. Here's why. Look at the free throw attempts. The Golden State Warriors only attempted six free throws. The Los Angeles Lakers attempted 29 free throws. That doesn't bat an eye, though. That doesn't look suspicious at all, right? I mean, even with Adam Silver's help, the Lakers only won by five points. Can you imagine if they were calling this game fairly and actually called the calls that they call for Golden State? If Imagine if Golden State got 20 to 26 free throws. They would have won by almost 20 points, if not 20 points. My thing is, call the game fair. Don't show your actual bias like that. Because that don't make the game fun. That just takes away the fun out of that game. But however, yes, the refs played a major role, but everybody's blaming Jordan Poole for taking that shot. I'm cool with the shot. Guess what? Jordan Poole was hitting a bunch of shots tonight, and he got a good look, and the shot looked like it was going to go in to tie the ball game, but unfortunately, it went off the rim. And I just feel like, a sequence of events in the fourth quarter where Andrew Wiggins got like four offensive rebounds and they still couldn't hit the shot. I think that cost them the game eventually. Just also the fact that they had to come back from down 12, 13 points was a little bit too tall of a task for the Golden State Warriors. But, I, however, I do believe game two, the Warriors will win that game. I think they will adjust and play to the Lakers' weaknesses. And then just Draymond Green, like him getting into foul trouble, him getting attacked. I think that also played a role in why they lost as well. Draymond does not have to wild out every play.
But all in all, I think that the uh, Los Angeles Lakers did a really, really good job on the defensive end this game and trying to keep Curry at bay with Vanderbilt on him. That was genius coaching. But that's my show. This is King Don't Uncensored. You're fired, and I'm out of here.